Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape, a new podcast by Agape Europe. We are a community of people who make Jesus known, so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the student movement in Montpellier in the south of France, and I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is all about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape, and I just ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, I get to talk to Alison Doolittle. Hello, Alison. Hello, Jochen. Alison, I know you a little bit. Most of our listeners sadly don't. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. My name's Alison Doolittle, and I'm the communications director for Agape Europe. And I am from Austin, Texas, the oldest of two daughters, and I really love living in Barcelona, Spain. Oh, Barcelona. What's your favorite place in Barcelona? Well, I live close to the Sagrada Familia, the church that was designed by Antonio Gaudi, and it's very magical. And if you go, you have to listen to the audio tour because... It guides you through the architecture's process and explains the whole story of creation and the fall and redemption. It's beautiful. Hmm. I've always kind of tried to avoid the crowds there, but if it's actually worth it, it's, I'm going to go next it's time. It's worth it. Okay, what's a place to avoid in Barcelona? Probably, I would say, avoid the La Boqueria. It's a market. It's very popular with tourists, but... I think there are better markets around the city that are more authentic, more neighborhood markets. So I would say try going off the beaten track path and visit a different market. And what should I get at uh, such a market? You should get jamón, which is Spanish uh, meat, cured meat. It's delicious. Uh, I love to get a, a glass of fruit juice. Fresh fruit juice is so yummy. And whatever else you like to eat. The markets are great for fresh produce and flowers and all sorts of things. Great. And Alison, you're not only somebody who loves to live in Barcelona, but you work there and you work with Agape. What is it you do with Agape? For Agape, my role is as communications director. So I, I do internal and external communication. And my purpose is really to spotlight what God's doing around Western Europe. Spotlight what God's doing. What does that look like in your average week? Well, every week is is different. Um, but this week, it's meant I just was on a call with all the communications directors from different countries and was hearing some stories of what's happening in Germany and England and Switzerland. And I'm always looking for what God might be doing, um, whether it's one person deciding to follow Jesus Uh, a student in Italy, Maria Grazia, that we just highlighted, or if it's a whole movement of people that are doing something a little bit differently because of God being in their life. We try to show those sorts of things so that people will be encouraged um, and know that God is really working in Europe. Okay, so getting back to that spotlighting what God is doing around Western Europe, can you spotlight a little bit of what he's doing for us? Sure. I was just sharing with the directors that one of the things I'm most excited about is this film called Unforgivable that was developed in Italy by our staff there, um, a staff member named Josue. And that film is has been premiered in different cities in 
in Italy and we're getting ready for a premiere in London. And the exciting thing about it is that it's getting conversations going about forgiveness. And that's something I think that God is really doing. He's opening people's hearts to talk about deeper issues of their lives like forgiveness. Showing movies is probably not what most people would associate uh, Agape with. How come that's part of the Agape ministry? Well, our hope is to make Jesus known. And so we have all different ministries that fit into all different categories. We have 10 different focus areas, and each of them is focused on a different audience, a different group of people. So that film, for example, was um, Josue's idea to invite people from Italy to a film showing so that there could be conversations about spiritual things. And so even though it's a little unconventional, it's a way of making Jesus known. I like that idea. So how has that worked out so far in Italy with that film? I think it's been quite successful. They've had a showing in Rome and in Florence and in other cities. It was released in the U.S. and shown at the Museum of Modern Art in New York and is now being shown at different film festivals. So I think wow, it's that's big. getting the conversation going. Yeah. And you said uh, there are 10 focus areas for Agape Europe. Yes. What is happening in those 10 focus areas? Or maybe give us a couple of examples. Sure. And actually, it's kind of hard to keep track of them all. So if you go to our Instagram page, I made them into highlights. So you can click on each one and see the highlights from around Europe that connect to that area. So one of them, for example, is education. So if you go to education, you can see some of what's been happening in the student ministry and with Shine. Recently, we had something called the Global Student Launch Week, where our student teams got together and went to new cities to launch new movements. So that was an exciting way that they were making Jesus known, and we featured some of those stories on our Instagram. Cool. Could you tell us one of those stories? Sure. Well, well I'll give you a sneak preview at one that we're working on right now. One of my teammates heard that in Germany there was a team that was going to a new city to try to find students that would want to start a movement at their university. And one of the team members felt that this would be impossible, that they probably wouldn't find anyone. And actually their days on campus meeting students were really hard. They didn't meet a lot of interested people. But after they left, they heard back that a few students had been interested and got together their friends and had started something at that university. And then they wanted some, some coaching and some help to know what to do next. So that was one of the coolest stories, and we're working on writing it up, and it'll soon be featured on our social media. Cool. I hear you mention the term movement quite a lot. Why is that such an important term? So a movement is really what our focus is as Agape. We're about winning and building and sending people, and we want to see movements everywhere. And a movement, in, in terms of spiritual movements, we're thinking about a group of people that is reaching their place, they're making Jesus known, and it's not just that group, and they're not just doing it there, but they're also raising local funds, so there's locally generated resources, and a locally generated um, workforce as well. Okay, that sounds like a very a technical definition to me. Could you liven it up for me? Sure. What does that look like in a place of your choice? Let me come at it from a different direction so in, in college, I studied social movement theory, and I looked at the movement of fair trade coffee in the world okay. and how people are excited about fair trade coffee. And 
Sure, it's a it's a business model of helping the producers on the ground make high quality beans and paying them a fair wage and doing the registration process. But really, it's more than that. It's a movement because people are passionate about it and they're talking to their friends and they're buying this coffee. So they're using similar language to talk about it. So sometimes when I think about movements in Agape, my thinking is really impacted by what I studied at that time in college. So if we think about what if making Jesus known became a a real movement, that people were talking about it, that they were spending their time, their finances, their years after they graduate university to go after Jesus with their whole lives. And that's the kind of movement that we want to see. So just as fair trade coffee can be a movement, um, we can think about what does it look like for our cities to really come alive because of Jesus? What does it look like for our countries to be transformed because of Jesus? What does it look like for me personally, as someone that loves Jesus, to not just be following Him, but to be thinking about Him all the time and to be motivated and, and strengthened by Him in everything I do? I like the coffee example because I can say that coffee makes me come alive too. <laughs> yeah, coffee <laughs> makes me come alive too. And I like the coming alive thought. What does this thought look like in your ministry? You you told us you're showcasing what's happening across Western Europe. You told us about the 10 focus areas. You told mm-hmm. us about the movements. And how does your work make Europe come alive? Well, hopefully it helps connect the dots. And there's so many different things happening. I mean, we have hundreds of staff members, probably thousands of volunteers in cities all across Europe. And so the communications team can help connect between those disparate areas so that we're really working together as one body, partnering with the whole church. For me, this is, this is like my sweet spot job because I get to use my focus on, I love to write, but I also get to connect people. I get to think big picture. And I also get to focus in on really specific examples like the team that I told you about earlier, or like Maria Grazia in in Italy. So I I really love it. For me, it makes me come alive. And, um, oh, if you watch the video on YouTube, I Am Agape, you can see the the vision and the joy that our staff have for following Jesus and making him known. So I love getting to showcase that. Oh, great. You said you love connecting people and you mentioned Agape Europe's presence on social media and specifically Instagram before. How do these uh, social media play into connecting people? Well, social media is all about connecting people and it's been fun to see the behind the scenes of it. So every time someone follows us on social media, one of our team members sends them a message to thank them and let them know that we're hoping that this would be a blessing to them personally. And often we've been getting responses from people. We got a response from someone moving to Bern, Germany. And they said, is there anything happening in Bern? And we were able to say, yes, let us give you the Instagram account of Campus Connect Bern. And you can reach out to them. And when you move to that city, you can join what they're doing. We also have had people from other countries like Croatia and Macedonia contact us. And so then we can connect to the movements that are happening in their cities. So I keep seeing these really fun connections through social media. So that student who contacted us was actually from East Asia, and they're moving to Bayern. I said it wrong before, not Bern. 
uh, Bayern, Germany. And so now they'll be able to connect with the local team in Germany, in Bavaria. And I'm excited for the, just the difference. I know personally what a difference it makes when you move somewhere and you know Christians when you're moving there. It makes a huge difference for your university experience. That's amazing, the power of connection. Mm -hmm. What role has that power of connection played in your life so far? You mentioned your experience in, in college and how that still shapes you today. Yes. So even for college, when I was looking at universities, I found um, a Christian organization online and contacted them when I was visiting as a high school senior, my last year of secondary school. And because of the community of Christians that I met at that university, I knew that I could really thrive there. So that's why I decided to attend that university in Washington, D.C., and I had a wonderful time there. Um, but connection for me goes back even further. Part of why I love other cultures is because my parents love other cultures. My parents were connected in university because they were both studying Japanese. And so when they were young and we were really little, my sister was one and I was four, they moved our family to Japan for several years. And we lived in a small town called Kanazawa. And I went to a local primary school with my curly hair. I stuck out a little bit. But that's where my parents encountered Jesus. They heard about Jesus from some other families that lived in our town. And that really changed everything for our family and for my mom and dad. And I'm sure that set you up pretty well for such an international ministry now. Yes, looking back, it really has set me up well. And it means that my parents are incredibly supportive of what I do, and they pray for me, and they encourage me, and I'm really grateful. Cool. So what got you from that small town in Japan to Barcelona, Spain? You know, a few years. <laughs> um, well, let's see. So we moved back to, to Texas, where I grew up. And then, as I mentioned, I studied in Washington, D.C. My plan in college was to become an ambassador for the government, obviously, or to work for a large PR firm. And I was very passionate about communications at that time, but also was realizing that um, my strength and my foundation needed to be solid, needed to rest on God. So I moved back to my hometown, Austin, Texas, for a year internship at my church, actually doing communications. And during that year, I felt like I was crazy just to plan on giving God one year of my life when he created me. And so I decided that I would surrender my whole life to God and that he could take me wherever and do with me whatever he would like. And so during that time of surrender, a friend invited me to come join her stint team in Greece. And so I, I visited and I loved it. And I went on stint to Athens, Greece with Agape, and that was my first real activity with Agape. And I ended up loving it and really just making great friends and seeing God do amazing things. So I ended up being there for four more years. And after that, let's see, I worked at our headquarters in Orlando, Florida for one year doing digital marketing. And then I was invited to come back to Europe and serve as communications director. So it was really kind of a wild journey, but right now the chance to get to combine what I studied in university and my passion for communication with my experience with Agape in Greece and in Europe 
with those things together kind of feels like the perfect combination. So I'm really enjoying this role. And you're acting kind of as an ambassador of maybe Agape, but most certainly the kingdom of God. Exactly. I remember in university, I thought about that because as an ambassador, your president changes, but you always represent your president. And as Christians, you know, we're ambassadors of God and we represent our God who is holy and perfect and doesn't make mistakes, which is great. And another great thing about being an ambassador for God is that we have direct access to him. You know, even the best ambassador in the world can't just call up their prime minister and say, excuse me, I have, I'm having a rough day today. Can you help me sort this out? But we as believers, as God's children, we, we get to pray whenever we need help with anything, even something really small. And God hears our prayers. So that's pretty incredible, too. So I'm really glad I get to be an ambassador for God. And do you take full advantage of that privilege? Yes, I pray about even the most banal things. Do you have an example of that? Well, it's not exactly banal, but today I prayed for this podcast that I would be calm and that I would have the right words to say and that God would guide me. Well, it seems to be working out. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Tell me, what are you most passionate about in your job? You know, I love so many aspects of it right now. I think the thing that's really that I'm really excited about at this time is helping people find their best fit. And for example, helping see the people on my team, how God has uniquely created them and then helping them to, f to find that best fit within Agape or not outside of Agape. That is really exciting to me. Do you have an example of when that, when that happened? So last week I was in Malaga, Spain with our stint mid-year And I did some recruiting and I met one young woman on the bus one day and she told me that she loves translation and she studied Spanish and German translation in college and she loves doing social media as well. So I was thrilled to talk to her about perhaps joining my team next year as an intern. And she cried because she couldn't believe such a perfect opportunity existed for her. She wasn't planning to restint for a second year But now that she knows about this opportunity, she wants to. So that was really exciting. Wow, that's really cool. You mentioned the term a stint a couple of times. Oh, Could yes. you explain that real quick? So stint is an agape term for a short-term international staff member. And so we have people that go to other countries and spend one or two years in that country serving the local ministry. So right now people are doing that in Western Europe all over Western Europe. In fact, you're doing it, right, Johan? In a way, I am, yeah. I'm doing a staff stint. Because you're from Germany, right? I'm from Germany, and I'm in France. Yeah, you're a great example of that. Yeah. And I did that as an American in Greece, and um, we have people from all over the world who are serving in different European countries and Europeans that have gone to other places to serve. Mm -hmm. What would you say is most difficult about your job? I think The most difficult part is prioritizing well. There are so many different things I could work on in a day, and many things feel urgent. And so one of the challenges is just prioritizing and focusing on what's most important and using time well. Yeah, I guess that's probably a difficulty most people have in a Yeah, probably in any job. job. Yeah. And how do you do it? Well, I ask others for help, actually. 
I know that my strength is actually not prioritizing. I'm great at coming up with lots of ideas, and so I need people around me who can help me sort through the ideas and help me to see what's most important. So some of that is in conversations with my leaders like Javier Garcia and Denise Marks. They help me prioritize, but some of it's with my team, just looking and saying, okay, what is our strategic plan for the year? Where are we going and what are the ingredients to get us there? And then evaluating things that come up and say, okay, does this fit with what we want to do? And maybe it's out of the box, but it still gets us where we need to go, which is fine. But that helps me to avoid um, going down rabbit trails. Sounds like every, and you mentioned it earlier, like every week looks differently in your job and you encounter new challenges and new joys. What's yes. something that you've been learning lately? Lately, one of the things I'm learning is about trusting God with other people's success and cheering on others rather than comparing. I think that I really can struggle with comparison and in my personal life and in so many things. And I recently heard a sermon about how Elizabeth, um, the mother of John the Baptist, how she rejoiced for Mary that she was carrying baby Jesus. And rather than saying, well, my son is important. Your son is the savior, but my son's a big deal too. She celebrated the Lord and sang a song of praise to the Lord. So that sermon and that sermon, the pastor encouraged us to think about how we can celebrate good things happening to other people. So I've really been trying to implement that in just and just ask God, okay, God, like help me to celebrate with others. And it's not easy. I think sometimes we can forget that I sometimes I forget that God's store of blessings is unlimited. And I assume that if someone else is getting something good, you know, that had to come out of my pile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but God's been teaching me about just trusting Him and, and rejoicing with people as they rejoice. What does that look like in your day? Well, I think that on a practical level, for the recruiting, for example, I really wanted to recruit for my team, but I also knew that there were needs all over Europe and in other areas too. So we decided to recruit not just for Western Europe, but for Eastern Europe and two other areas that have closed countries in them. And so if the person ends up joining with a different area of our organization, I can rejoice for that area, trusting that God has people that can come to Europe too, rather than trying to hold on to the people and keep them from going other places. And I guess that's where the best surprises come from, too, right? Right. As communications director, for our dear listeners, do you have anything that they should check out, anything you want to recommend, anything that's new, that's absolutely worth a read or listen or watch? Well, keep listening to this podcast, lovely listeners. You are here at the very beginning as we're just kicking it off, so... Don't miss out on the rest of the episodes that Jochen has prepared for the year. And follow us on our different social media platforms. We're hoping that the content is something that will really bless you and encourage you in your walk with God. And perhaps also check out that I Am Agape video on YouTube and share it with people that you think might be encouraged. Great. Well, Allison, I have one last question for you. If you could leave our listeners with one message to take away, what would that be? 
That message would be John 15, 5, which is my favorite verse. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I love how Jesus says this to us. And I think that whether you're heading into work right now or you're heading home, whatever your day has, my prayer for you is that you would stay connected to the vine, to Jesus, that you'd abide in him, bearing much fruit, knowing that apart from him, there's nothing we can do. Well, let's try that. Thank you very much, Alison. Thank you for your time and for Thank your stories. Thank you, Johan. Yes, it was a joy to be with you on this podcast. Goodbye and God bless you. You too. Goodbye. That was Alison Doolittle, Agape Europe's Director of Communications. She is based in Barcelona, Spain. Find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time.